Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 139 for, well, it's supposed to be for July 4th, but really this is coming out on July 6th because Phil had some AC issues. 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. I like the old pizzazz on that. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, and the boys, maybe I've said too much, and John made it. I think we're going to reverse those because I like ending off with oh, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much. Maybe you've said too much right now. About those guys? About those guys. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think we should do them first so everybody forgets them by the time we get to the end. <laughs> I think they do a pretty good job of that all on their own. Uh, yeah, let's see true. here. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I got it. What if we said them at the beginning and the end, and therefore everybody in the middle would be more pronounced? It's actually been scientifically proven that when you read off a list of things, you tend to remember the first and last, and you actually forget the middle. So now yeah. you've just made whoever we're talking about in the middle, which I don't remember, um, going to feel bad, and they're going to quit supporting us on Patreon. Well, what, what they're going to do is they're going to quit supporting us, and then they're going to sign up again so they can be last. And then there's going right. to be this whole – everybody's exactly. going to do that. There's, it's only going to lapse for like then a couple Then you know minutes. what we should do, price. because I don't have to do any work, is we should like – like um, what do you call that? Um, rotating the st- stock in the shelves, you know, like the old milk comes up front. Yeah, so every week we'll swap everybody so everybody has a chance to be last. Which one of our Patreon supporters are you referring to as old milk? Mr. Yes. Duresta? I hope not. I ain't afraid of him. Do you want some salt with your foot? <laughs> you know, what? the best way to be remembered in the oh, wait, wait, wait. trumpet flare. We, 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 I do, Monsieur. You know, because you huh? put your foot in your mouth. You put your foot in your mouth. So that's no, you, you guys were talking left. French earlier, and I just talked French. That you did. I Honestly, for a second there, I thought I was in gay Paris. Sacre bleu. Oh, mon Dieu. <laughs> Pepe le pu. Okay. I've had enough of that. All right. What um, what would you say uh, we're working on, or as the French would oh, say, l'oeuvre? What the work, work are you working on? The work. <laughs> is that what, what that, the Louvre means? Where yeah. the Mona Lisa's at? The yeah. work. It means the work? See, you yeah. just learned that a minute and a half ago, and now you're throwing out, like, oh, you mean the Louvre? That yeah, exactly. Where no, the, I learned know. that the Louvre was where the Mona Lisa was, but you didn't say it meant the work. I did you, say you that. You did. Though. You just weren't listening. We kind of like you said like... the name of this topic of the podcast, and we weren't listening. <laughs> you kept asking me if that was the downhill like bobsled sport. I said, no, that's the luge. Well, don't I feel like a loser? <laughs> that was that was really good, huh? T- Tim the horn. Oh no, that was really good. I liked that. <laughs> was you, it? You yeah, it was funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For the I first like time ever. Why don't you tell me what you're working on, Bill? You know what I did, and it's all your fault, both of you. And this is no joke. 
No, this is not a weird story. This is the truth. Because of last, well, a month ago now's conversation that we had on our last podcast, I pulled out every single cubby drawer that I had, <laughs> and I sorted out all of my nuts and my bolts and my doodads and my thingies and my oh, nails cool. and my... So, yeah. So that's really what I accomplished last week. It was a little bit every day after work and... It's kind of I, fun it, to do sometimes if you're in the yep. right frame of mind. Yeah. I mean, once I got started, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll sort out just the, like the drywall screws. That's it. No. Once no, you no, get no, going, no. it's, it yeah, start? it's like, it's a rabbit hole. So basically now I, I, everything is in order. I don't know how long it'll last, but my guitar, I told you I had the rolling cart for my guitar parts and stuff. That's cleaned out. I had those two big drawers that were just chaos. One's empty. All of my little tiny drawers were so mixed. They are uh, washers, big washers, nuts, little nuts, tightening nuts, screws, uh, drywall. I mean, everything is organized. So that's what I was doing. And I also awesome. finished up my design concept for my veterans uh, electric guitar that I'm going to auction off. And I still got to figure out where that money's going to go to. Cool. But that's, so that's what I did. And again, thanks to both of you that put that little bug in my ear to where I spent all that time organizing my shop and cleaning it. That is not where we put that bug. Tim, what are you working on? <laughs> um, that's, you know, I just today, um, well, uh, Rody Jeff was at my shop today with one of his buddies. He had to go oh, to... I saw that on your story. Up, um, yeah, he was getting some steel and uh, really where he lives, like the closest place to get it was like the place by me. Like oh, your wow. house. Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, Logan Steel down the street there, so... Um, so he came out and, you know, we hung out for a little bit and stuff, but, uh, I, it has been so hot this week. I've been working with the garage door closed, fans running, and, uh, I haven't even been turning on the fluorescent lights. I've just been turning on the, the LEDs cause they're all kind of like in the stations that I was working. I was doing a lot of guitar work this week, so I wasn't like, I didn't really need the whole shop lit up. There's a lot of standing still in this one bench area. And, um, and then, so when he was there, I opened up the door and turned the lights on. He's going to cut some, some steel on my bandsaw. And I was like, "Oh my god, this place is a disaster!" <laughs> it's just like it was like just there's so much dust everywhere, and and uh, and you know, and just kind of disorganized. Because I've been sort of in this old my whole little dark world of just like working on the little guitars and not realizing I was putting all this stuff everywhere in the process. So uh, I'm I'm due to do what you just did soon, Bill. I think. Um, well- yeah, that is somewhat like, I was going to say, that's somewhat like I have guests coming in tonight from Utah, my best friend uh, and her kids and her husband. And I got home from work. I know we had the podcast to record tonight. And I also just got done uh, cleaning out the bathroom because that's one of those things like, okay, we got the house all clean. And I saved that for last because it's the last thing you want to clean before your guests come over and make sure the bathroom is spiffy. And then I'm like, okay, so I'm waiting around for the podcast and you guys texted me and we say, yeah, we'll do it at this time. I'm like, okay, great. I still got a half an hour. Oh, crap. I got to clean the crapper. And so that's right before that's we were. In French, it's le crapper. <laughs> Would that be the Louvre? Sometimes it feels like work. Yeah. No, that's the Lou. And that's where I see there is a Lou. Now, Lou, I believe, comes from the UK. And that does mean bathroom. The Lou. Mm-hmm. Correct, mm-hmm. sir. It's like having a Zagat's with us at all times. A what? A Zagnut? What? You know, the travel book that's famous. I thought that was... Oh, um, the restaurant guide. I mean, the restaurant guide. That's the restaurant yeah, guide. that's... Yeah. What's, yeah, the, what's the travel one? You know what I'm talking about, Tim. It's a special book, and they do them for every called, place. An, an atlas? Map? 
Yeah, map. No, <laughs> no, yeah, goobers. It's called called Google, isn't it? Wikipedia. Siri. No, it's from before Google. There's no before Google. The dark See, times. See, Skynet is here. Yeah, the, d- the dark times. <laughs> the dark ages. <laughs> yeah. Are you finished okay. talking about your stuff? Uh, yeah. Other than that, I've been you know making stuff, and I'm going to be making some cool stuff eventually again. I'm still just working on guitars. Go ahead, Phil. How about uh, what's our how topic, about you, then? Phil? So, oh, thank oh. you for that courtesy. I appreciate oh, yeah. that. So, uh, what have here's, you been up to? I've been working on my electrical skills because my AC went out, and uh, and I normally don't do this, but huge, huge, massive shout out to Gib Clark who helped me um, get sort of my bearings straight on what was wrong, or partially what was wrong with my AC, but certainly teach me a lot about the electrical components of. Uh, air conditioning and my furnace control board and all that stuff. Anyways, I basically just spent an entire week fixing, repairing, thinking I fixed, and re-repairing, you know, over and over again until now it finally uh, it finally works, knock wood. Um, would you say that uh, Gib is horn-worthy? Well, now that you've thrown us both under the bus. Go ahead, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just riffing, riffing for Gib. There you go. Yeah, I like the cut of his gib. I'll tell you yeah. that much. You know what I mean? Good, good cut of that. Do you gib. know where that reference comes from? It's a cut of your jib. It's a sailing term. Oh, very good. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, and what else? Oh, I just got an order for twenty rolling trays from a uh, a dispensary oh, yeah. out in Alberta. Nice. Yeah. So we were Is going this back the same to... one from before. Yeah. So I sent them a uh, a prototype. They loved it. And we went back and forth on price, and they were like, well, could you do it for this? And I was like, no. So then we got to a price that makes sense for me, and here we are. Good. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. And what else am I working on? I guess that's about it for now. But I really honestly like this week of having to figure out electrical systems and and transformers and control boards and fuses was like, yes, it was a huge pain in the butt and uh you know and one night it got so hot in the house i had to send my kids and my wife off to the in-laws while i figured out what what to do and had a bypass and all this stuff and i even had an hvac guy here and he was like what do you do for a living why does your garage look like that i'm like (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm in sales for home decor and he's like why does your garage look like that i was like i don't know just just make it cold it's my ac (laughs) (laughs) what is this an interview just make it cold now you you were dealing with a low voltage system, right? Like twenty four uh, DC. It's all well, it's a one ten that gets transformed into twenty four volt. Yeah. Right, but the, but yeah, yeah you you were actually working on low voltage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was working with both of them. Do you consider one ten to be low voltage? No, but I don't think you were doing a lot with the one ten part of it. I think you were dealing with with the controller and all that stuff. Should be the low voltage end of it, correct? I'm not taking anything away from you. I'm just saying I'm trying no, to understand. No, it what sounds like that's what, which is actually kind of more confusing, and there's more to deal Way. with the low volt side. Yeah. Well, yeah. what happened was with some of it was that actually I wasn't getting an initially the initial initial problem was that the the transformer out wasn't getting 24 volts out, so the control board wasn't powering up anymore. No idea why that happened. I reran another hot and neutral on the 110, and then sort of bypassed to see if it was working, and then by rewiring the 110 line it was getting full 120 volts and then it would get scaled down by 4 to 27 volts on the transformer and that fixed it but then I accidentally shorted the whole control board and then had to source another one but then the new one needs its polarity reversed 
on the 110, but you only find that out if you Google it and check the 27th article on Google, and then it tells you to reverse the polarity by putting the hot into the neutral and the neutral into the hot. It's a you lot could of end up discovery. going back in time doing that. You got to be careful. <laughs> I know. Well, I wasn't going 88 miles an hour, so yeah. So now 20, 20 gigawatts. <laughs> we can we can kind of like nine gigawatts. We can talk a little bit about this for because people, anybody dealing with having to take 110 and turning it into DC, you're going to need what's called the bridge rectifier. It was eight, it's it low voltage AC. It stays L- AC. What? Yeah, the transformer stays on AC. I don't think so. Yeah. It doesn't go to DC because my multimeter wouldn't pick up DC when it's in AC mode. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I am, I will defer to that because I just, I've never heard of it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's a 110 to, it, it just takes your, it takes your 110 and turns it into 24 volts, but yeah, all but, EAC. But it's, okay, what I deal with mostly and what I've always dealt with is, is been, you, a low voltage system is DC. It's not, it's not AC but because it's all it's all one system, right? The one ten goes into the control board, and from the control board, it goes out to the transformer, the, and then okay. the twenty four volts goes back into the control board. Okay, it's, I believe you. So the one ten doesn't go into a little box first, and then that goes into the control board. No, first it goes into the control board, then then splits out from there. Okay, I believe it. I believe it. I'm just I, it, I don't do AC. Because the one ten so. has to power the blower first. And then the, and then it gets split right. off from, to the transformer and then back in for the. Well, controller. that I know, but most most air conditioners that I know of, I think I could be wrong, but they have it's, low voltages in DC. There's a bridge rectifier that swaps that over to the DC for the for the low voltage part of it. It's what my this, entire airfield at the airport is works under the same principle. There's a furnace, though. Yeah. No, no, no. But the air conditioners that work as well. So maybe yeah. it's a Canadian thing. I don't know. Maybe it's a different brand. Maybe you're working on commercial stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I bet you know what? We have a lot of listeners that would probably know more. uh, Yeah, probably probably Gib. It's going to straighten one of you right out. I'm like this far away from pulling a bill and going to get the Transformer. No, I believe you. I keep saying I believe you. You keep saying you believe me, but your eyes don't say it. And your one eyebrow that's raised doesn't say it. (laughs) No, it's just... That one eyebrow is pretty high. Yeah. When I I come across... It's, it's like a fill part of it's my headphone is pulling back on my my hair. Yeah, uh-huh. oh. I got gel in, and so the top of my head. Anyway, okay. Well, I, I feel like I've been yelled at now. So can we continue? Not yet. <laughs> 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 it's coming. Though. Look, Phil's eyebrows starting to go up now. <laughs> and the vein. I like the vein. <laughs> yeah. My doctor says I shouldn't do the vein anymore. Uh, okay. So, the topic this week is, uh, Tim, what did we come up with? Uh, we have three topics this week, and I would three. tell you what they are if I wrote them down. Here they are. Um, so, the, the, the episode is uh, called Right Screw Strategy because we took our three topics that we're going to, they're like micro topics, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, three ideas that we've been thinking about, and if you listen to our pre-show, what we mean by thinking about is we were just basically throwing darts at a wall and seeing what yeah. words they stuck to for about ten minutes, and then we came we up with this. We just yelled at each other until we got to this. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and then all took credit for it. So none of us should take credit for this. <laughs> well, some of it was people that emailed in. Let's give credit where credit is due. Yes. Okay. The nail no, versus um, no credit where it's due. None. None. Um, let's. Huh? All right. We well, let's start with the one that participate anymore. Obviously, I'm just kidding. Jeez, we always give credit. What's what's her name? Linda. What's her? 
What's the therapist's name? Do we need to get her on as a guest for you? Her name is Karen. Karen, thank Tim. you. Wait a minute. What? Whoa, stop. <laughs> Hold on. See, again, I, I want feel like Karen to talk at. to I want No, Karen. I want Karen to oh, talk to you talk and to Phil. Phil. Yeah. No, Phil. both oh. of you. Just About takes, Bill. Yes, agreed. Six, two people. <laughs> this does sound like an episode in Karen's office. Uh-huh. I'll and be I Casey. You be you. <laughs> well, you you are the girl of the three of us, so okay. What does that mean? What does what that mean? What does that mean, Bill? Tell us, tell us, and our female listeners, what? No, that means. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, you are the most petite of the three of us. What does that mean? That you weigh less and are shorter. Listen, I don't care about how fat you are. That has nothing to do with femininity. <laughs> If I didn't, if I wasn't really serious about feeling like I was in trouble before, yeah. I feel like I'm in trouble now. I'm not with us. Casey, she has <laughs> not with you guys. Not with you guys. I think, yeah, I think yeah. somehow or another yeah. I'm yeah. in trouble and I want to apologize to everybody in general. Mostly women, though, I think you should apologize. <laughs> yeah, that'd be to. a good place to start. Us white guys, we can take it. That's fine. Yeah, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> we deserve uh, it, but... <laughs> Okay, uh, first topic: right, right tool, wrong job, and we're not talking about Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he is a shade of crimson right now. Um, so basically, yeah, this a is a bit. this is a play on words. Obviously, you can't have the right tool and the wrong job. It's always yeah. You, you know, can. sometimes sometimes you have the wrong tool for the job. And, no, I want uh, I want Bill to go now. Why? Yes, you can have the right tool for the for the wrong job. Go. Of course. What? All right. So you need a tool for a job, correct? Yep. You go out and you buy that tool. But do mm-hmm. you still, now you show up to the next job, you have the right tool that was for the job before, but the next job, it's, you don't have that tool. So you use the right tool for the other job for the job you're now doing. Well, that is quite the leap. Yeah, I'll give him like a 4.5 out of 10. Hmm. Okay. That, that's out of like 10? A yeah, out of 10. To the no way. You can still have the right tool and go to the wrong job. What if you, okay, what if, Because how, the how job dictates what the tool is. Yeah. Not if you screw up. I can't argue with that. That is that is actually appropriate logic. You're up to five now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you if you show up to the wrong job with the right tool, then you've shown up with the wrong tool because the job oh, no. is always right. Well, what if you're supposed to do two jobs? You got to fix a light bulb over here and you got to bang a nail in over there, and so you show up to put in the light bulb with a hammer because you did the jobs and you so are disorganized. Yeah. He works maintenance and he's union. fair enough fair enough now it's my turn to apologize to all the union workers listening (laughs) I'm just I'm I'm watching all the Patreon people just drop yeah (laughs) it's like a stock ticker over here Mm. but what what Uh, I was talking what I was thinking of when when we came up with that title was all the times that and we all do this, or maybe we don't all do this. Maybe only I do this. I'm, you guys. No, no, we all do this. Everybody you know, listening like, does it too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fixing something on my truck, and I have a, a flathead screwdriver on my hand, and I, the, the Phillips head screwdriver is about you know twelve feet away on the bench, and uh, and I need a Phillips head screwdriver. But instead of just walking twelve feet and back twelve feet, which would take me all of ten seconds, I spend four minutes turning that Phillips head screw in with the flathead screwdriver and slipping and missing and stabbing myself because I'm too lazy to walk twenty four feet and take like I think. And I know I'm not going to get it done faster with the wrong tool. I know if I just get up off my lazy butt and I go walk 12 feet and get the right tool, it's going to be done faster. But I still do it anyways. Yeah, I've been there. Although less and less with 
because I use mostly Robertson screws, but I know what you mean. Yeah, there's not a lot of us that use flatheads anymore. Well, uh, but if you're working on something that has a... Like, I take apart... Uh, well, I was just taking apart a, a table the other day that was all flathead old screws. Old and had old flathead screws, yeah. But then there was one part of it that had some Phillips heads, because it was like from the 70s, so they're both there, you know what I mean? And there's like one part that had Phillips head, and I didn't want to go all the way back to put the to get the Phillips head bit, so I was just you, jamming the flathead in and trying to turn it. Do you, you, know? do you find it to be a little bit... Um, conspiracy ridden that you can take out a Phillips head with a flat screwdriver, flathead screwdriver, but you cannot take out a flathead screw with a Phillips screwdriver. So to answer your question, Phil, yes. Having the wrong tool, I don't know if it's for the right job. I don't necessarily agree with that, but having the wrong tool for something that you're trying to accomplish and the Torx bit to fit in an Allen, it's not actually, it's a hex head. A Torx bit into a hex head screw because it almost fits right. As long as it's not torqued too tightly, it will untorque with the Torx. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, the one. Here's the one that everybody does, and this is the first thing that came to mind: is when you need a hammer and you will use absolutely every other yep. tool in your shop to pound yeah, back something. of a wrench, wrench or yeah, yep. anything. Your, your I don't care shoe. what it is. Your tape measure, yeah. your the, your cordless drill, which you should never use. You know, like the, where the battery's at. The you're battery, like just yeah. to, You just want to tap something in, so you're like tap, 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 and then you realize you've just punctured the battery. And, mm. and, and then the other, the other, yeah, and catching on fire. The other, the other thing I, I've said this a million times in the podcast is hammers, like in general, like mallets and hammers. Like, how many times do you think that? Well, instead of pulling it out and drilling the hole a wee bit larger, I'm just going to bang harder, and then you know you have the subsequent problems that follow that. I do that all the time. I'm getting better, but all the time, man, I just. That that kind of is a uh, that's a great segue into the uh, the next little uh, yeah let's segue because I'm running dry on this one yeah. yeah well that was kind of what I was trying to do yeah but. well you you succeeded buddy you succeeded thank you it would have been nailed it. if we didn't it would have been nailed it. if we didn't tell everybody <laughs> that we were doing it but uh, so, so the next who, the next one our, our uh, PJ Galati is our buddy that that did that um, and he oh, talked yeah, yeah, about yeah. the whole nail versus screw. And I got to be honest with you, I, I don't find it to be much of a competition other than hanging a, a small picture, and I mean a small picture, mm-hmm. I don't find much use for nails. I really don't. Not not anymore, or at least not manually. Yeah. So the thing is, is obviously cost and speed. So if you've got like a, a big a big gauge air nailer and you're building, I don't know, right. you're, you're doing carpentry, right? That's mm. going to be way faster than sitting there pre-drilling and then, and then screwing something in. So. But I mean, around the house for the most part, like I've even done, yeah. no I've even used uh, like roofing staplers to do, to build a fence, you know, to put all the fence boards in instead of nails. I would rather use the staple because you got a it's two inch one. staple that will drive right through that real quick. Boom, 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 boom. As opposed to nails or even screws, but nails are just, I don't know. Other than, like I said, pneumatic as a carpenter, absolutely. You know, yeah. but for around the house. I got some little brass screws that I like to use, and now I'm finding out that they make nice dots on my cigar box guitars. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, there's um, with the, with nails when you're using a pneumatic nailer, which I almost think is like a different tool than a hammer and, and nail. Well, but, I um, use a pin nailer. I don't even have a pneumatic nailer. I have a yeah, though, that's what I I use a pin nailer. I did build a shed where I borrowed my neighbor's pass load, which a, you know, a ran pin the nailer is pneumatic. But um, is it well, air powered? We, we mean not like an actual like a carpenter's pneumatic yeah. air nailer. You know? What's yeah. the gauge of the nail that those big ones use? 
16 uh, penny. I don't know what the hell they're called. Yeah, well, a 16 penny, like a normal well, nail. 16 penny is not 16 gauge. Yeah, yeah no, it's, 16. Uh, I I have an 18 gauge Brad nail. I mean, that's what I have yeah. too. Yeah, and I have a 14 gauge as well. I I got it for 20 bucks at a yard sale. And, right, uh, that's actually really nice to have too, but it's still small, you know. But with yeah. those, or with any nailing, and uh, but with those, if you shoot in two directions, almost like you're making an X with the nails, that yeah. kind of helps give you a little lock. But really, what those are for is it, it's it's a way of clamping without clamping. Is how exactly right. till the really till the glue dries. Yeah, yeah. They just that's all they do, and then you can pull them out. So, even if you so what would you rather use? If let's say, uh, for instance, building a fence, right? All the fence boards were back in the day. You would hammer nails, and you would boom, 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 boom. I would prefer to use screws. Over the last ten to fifteen years, fences I built. If I didn't have a, pneuma- a pneumatic stapler, I would use. I would rather use screws. Like you know. I just, I just did this, and I can tell you that deck. I... Deck. Well, for deck, I haven't done the deck yet, but I will, uh, but I just built a fence, and uh, most of the sections I used pre-built and cut them down to the exact sizes I need, but there was one section that was too long, and I did build it custom. I used screws. Yeah. It was way easier. Because like, if you make a mistake, you can undrive and re-screw in. You can make you know adjustments, all kinds of stuff. And that was going to be my point, is like that the advantage to using a screw is you can take them out and for whatever reason, if you have to, if you do your deck, I assume you're going to screw those in as opposed to nailing them in, right? I, I was thinking about maybe getting one of these big pneumatic, but I was like, you know what? I don't need to do that. I'm, I'm going to be putting in like 50 boards. Yeah, that's, you're, you're not you, going to be doing a lot. If you screw it versus nailing it, you'll also, you'll take the time to line it all up and get nice lines of nails and everything. Yeah, and for whatever reason, that, if you got to get under that deck, you can unscrew a couple of boards. Unscrew one board if you need right. to, yeah. That's what I was thinking also because right now, actually, one of my friends dropped his cell phone in between the slats of my deck and you can't really crawl underneath. So I tried to lift one of the boards thinking, hey, whatever, I'm going to take it apart anyway. But it's those really heavy nails that are spiral. And you really mm-hmm. you cannot. That's what pallets. Yeah, that's what pallets pallet are made nails. with, and they're yeah. glue. They have uh, glue on them. The, the friction of being driven in has yeah. a little bit of a glue, which which. Well, mm. anyway, yeah. so I and this was this was like last year, the year before. But a neighbor of mine was an engineer, and he came up with this whole system, which was basically a long stick with a scoop at the end. So he came in through the side, he scooped the cell phone, and he pulled it out from the bottom sure. of the deck. It was. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's. Pretty awesome. I was just going to use well, a jigsaw and cut off this board. It's like getting something from underneath the fridge, right? I mean, like we have you know matchbox cars and marbles and stuff going under the stove or whatever, and we have a I have a stick that I keep right at the top of the basement stairs just for that purpose because it fits underneath the stove. Oh, <laughs> you, you don't mean you don't the abyss. If it goes in, it doesn't come out. That's yeah. So you guys you just, don't you know, just lift the fridge up and have Gwen get it. Just crawl under it. Yeah. <laughs> That's Tim, well, not the Hulk. I lift, no, I, well, I hold the fridge up with one hand, and then I hold the stick with the other hand. And, right. And <laughs> Hulk, that's vegan, what? That's, that's how I vacuum under the couch, like this one like little little couch that we have. I like lift it up with one hand and, and vacuum under with the other. Like other's. Wilma. Like, like it's Wilma. an American girl couch, yeah. Yeah, and then I pull the no, muscle No, d- d- wasn't Wilma Flintstone <laughs> used to do that, lift the couch up and vacuum She used to, yeah, lift it up overhead, yeah. 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 yeah, and then push like the the. Oh, by the way, um, Diami, if you're listening and you want to argue with me about Phil's deck, um, you can reach me at um, council at timsway.net. Yes, yes, I will make sure he gets that message. I mean, my lawyer will. <laughs> right. Um, but but so but uh, PJ, his point with it was kind of you know agreeing with us, and I agree with him for the most part of um, 
of you know like the screws kind of win almost every every occasion every time but and he was talking about pallets but i i did sort of to be devil's advocate i kind of wrote back well you know he was saying about taking apart pallets with screws i was saying well imagine all those screws after 10 years of them because of course they're not using galvanized you know so they've all corroded and rusted and snapped so now you have a, a broken screw inside a piece of wood and i tell you any day of the week i'd rather take out a broken nail than a broken screw so there there are some advantages to nails with this assembly. well I, I don't i don't know i'll be honest with you and only because i would like to get a pallet one day that has screws to even try because i've never in my life had a pallet that's been screwed together Neither have I, but I have yeah. had taken apart things that have had screws in them that have broken, like that have, that have broken. Yeah, and you're pretty much yeah, a, you're you're it's done. A, it's a pain in the neck. You got the pliers. You're trying to twist it. You know, it's just a pain in the neck. You yeah, need the you, you need the reverse grabbing bit. That no, will, if you break the head off of yeah. a screw, oh. you're not digging out like a nail. Oh. If you can just grab it a little bit, you can pull it out. On a yeah. screw, you almost have to use a pair of vice grips to grab the end yeah. and then twist and then it out. Twist them. Yeah, I use bull nips all the time on nails, and it doesn't matter what gauge they are. You can just grab it with the bull nips, and if right. you squeeze too hard on the little ones, you'll snap them, of course. But, right. But you can just kind of rock it right out, and, and they make tools like that too. You know, they're designed. Uh, that. Uh, Paul but Jackman, screws. if you're listening and want to argue with Tim and I about um, how to pull nails out, you can reach us at philpinskycouncil.net. Maybe I said too much. dot com. That could yes, maybe I've said too much. dot com. Can, can we go back to um, Bill not really understanding the format of email addresses? Phil Pinsky, Tim Sway, com at at. What's how is that any different from right screw strategy? Here's here's the thing. Nails are good for one thing. They're good for being cost effective in an industrial setting. If you are building pallets, you use nails where every penny counts. If you are a carpenter who's got one hand and you're holding a gun, the efficiency is time. You know you. Pound in a nail in the same amount of time that it takes to say, in. You don't need like nothing. It's just in, and so you can move quickly. So that's that's the advantage. Is time. I almost and, feel it's sacrilege for any of us to, to speak um, about carpentry. My brother's a carpenter. Well, our one of our best friends. Oh yeah, Barge your planer. Justin yeah, Sparks yeah, is good. a carpenter. I just feel I don't know. I just feel like I, again I'm going to be in trouble if I if I speak for a carpenter well there's the place too i mean like if you're if you're making a you're putting a roof on there's no you don't need screws right right i mean because gravity and, and the weight of it and all that all the nails are no. just keeping you from sliding for staples you know what i mean you use staples staples yeah staples you know yeah, they're, they're, they're staple hammers oh yeah well yeah, that's that's, cool that's for that's for the that's for the paper that's not that's for, for the, the vapor barrier right okay yeah right. But um, you know, there's 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 a place for that. But yeah, making furniture, uh, you know, which is basically what I think most of our listeners and what we do. I mean, yeah, we're gonna put a nail. The in only place you're gonna see that in furniture is like the niche, like you know, the square, the square headed nails, the iron nails for like those people who are super oh, yeah, hand I, tools and doing everything like yeah. the old school way was the, uh, you know, the square head nails, the iron. I made a bunch of nails. stuff with those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that. that's not really. I mean, other than aesthetically, you don't want to build any furniture with a nail ever. Even back then, was, they didn't use nails for furniture. Yeah, they no, used just their, joinery. Yeah, it's that rustic look. You put those yeah. square head nails. In yeah, it's nails. an aesthetic. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. it's not actually how they built furniture back then. Iron nails were just square headed nails that they used for like carpentry. Frame. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I Frame. I would do it uh, basically the same way I would do it with a with a pin nailer. I would put wood glue, which is what actually held the joint, and then I mm-hmm. bang those square head nails. I used to pre drill for them a lot too because they would split if you put them in the wrong way. Yeah, would split real easy because they're basically tiny wedges. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're designed to. They they are wood. basically tiny wedges. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, they're cool looking. They're fun. Yeah, I think it's neat. So here's a here's a little tip, um, Mr. Sway. If you come across a wine barrel, and if you look on the side of the metal bands, they have itty bitty tiny little notched head nails. Mm -hmm. And if you pull those out, those become good little markers for guitars. Oh yeah, yeah. Good. Great. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be a cool look? It would be like a whiskey barrel guitar. There's a guy that makes uh, makes they're basically Telecaster copies out of uh, Jack Daniel whiskey barrels, which is pr- I mean, what a market! You know what I mean? Mm. Who wouldn't want one right. of those? Right. Yeah. And it's great wood for guitars too. That white oak. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Did we did we it, cover the nail versus screw? We sure did. Yep. Is Thanks, there any PJ. way we can get out of this topic and move on to the next one? Is there some kind of a uh... where are you going escape with this? pod? Exit strategy? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) this one is kind of sort of like, I don't know if it happens to you guys because you're probably pros and you already, you know, you plan out everything that you do. But it happens to me where I will. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Uh, It happens to me where I will start a project not really knowing how or when I'm going to stop doing it. So like the design of it is organic because I'm kind of like, well, I'm going to, maybe I'll add a chamfer here and you know well you know maybe i'm gonna just stop short here and and end it i don't know how i'm gonna finish it if i'm gonna finish it at all so i guess it's kind of sort of like like diving into a project without knowing when or how it's going to be done and i guess that's what i'm calling an exit strategy no 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 okay anyways good convo first first thing that came to mind when exit strategy is turning down work how, uh, uh, there, I, recently I've had the opportunity to somebody wanted me to build something for them and I just didn't want to do it uh, straight up but I, you, you feel obligated if it's somebody you know or a family member um, there's an obligation it's like oh man how do I get out of this blah 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 you got to come up with some kind of an exit strategy I'm going to be sick that day or my wife won't allow me to play with tools anymore something you know anything but it's that's yeah. Or, or even if even if you have a client that's just after consulting with them for a while, and I've done this before too in the past, and it's just it's like you can just tell right away this is going to be ugly. You know, the money's there, the, I can build the project, but this is just going to be ugly. It's just not going to turn out well, no matter how much I charge, no matter how well they like it. This client is no good. I need to get out of this, and there is there is a delicate balance to be able to walk away from work without burning that bridge because mm. you, you know, I mean, there's the saying is, is that you make somebody happy and they're going to go tell a couple of their friends, you make somebody unhappy and they're going to tell everybody they know. A hundred percent. I, yeah. I did so. experience this except one component that you mentioned, the money was not there. And that was really the, the part of it. I had this guy who wanted me to build him a whole mudroom, cubbies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, shelves, hangers, all this stuff. And he's like, yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, what's your budget? He's like, Oh, I don't know. Two, $300. That's probably plenty. Right. I'm like, are you out of your mind? And obviously, I didn't say that, but I was like, I can't do that for two, three hundred dollars. I can't even do the materials for that amount of money. Like, is is there a a standard exit strategy that you you have that works? Mm, well, uh, initially we talk about money, and then if we just can't get there, I'm like, listen, it just it doesn't make sense for me. But uh, sorry, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm pretty upfront. I'm not really looking to specifically right. maintain a relationship or or a reputation specifically for this kind of stuff because I don't really care 
to build I think you are maintaining your, your reputation, though, when you're up front. If you can just tell somebody, you know what, I just can't do something for that amount of money. If, if yeah. you're both okay with that, that's fine. But I have, and I, and I use that too, I mean, kind of just be up front with somebody. But if it's a friend or a family member, Tougher. usually it, it's, it's awful. It's horrible to not to be able to not want to work with somebody that you know. And usually what I do is I'm like, you know what? Let me get back to you on that when I get some time. And you just don't. And they figure it out eventually. It's kind of like a cop out. <laughs> yeah, I've done that one. You know, but it's, it's I'm sorry. It's just something I, I do. It's like, you know, hey, I, I don't have time right now. Let me get back to you when I do. And then you just hope that they never ask again and they get the, you, that they figure it out. That's terrible. I feel, I feel terrible. I, I got I one worse for you. I think we've all done that. Oh, I've got the worst one right here. My, uh, my brother asked me to, he asked <laughs> me to build him. He, yep. He asked me to build him a step stool for his, uh, his wife's dog <laughs> who, who was very, very elderly. He just waited then, out until the dog died. And then, <laughs> am I right? Pretty, pretty close. I said to my brother, I said, so, uh, maybe months later, months later, I was like, so do you still need the step stool? He's like, no. The dog died, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> so, you're a horrible brother. To be fair, he could have built his own damn step stool. I was going to say his brother's a carpenter. You yeah, know, why does he need you to build his step stool? I don't know. Uh, I don't. Well, know. I. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know what to say to that. I. I I'll I don't tell you feel what the circumstances. I did earlier. Here are the circumstances. Um, he. This was back in the day when I when I before I worked where I work now and I went driving around for pallets. It's in this mm-hmm. one video that I made called Pallet Run. Anyway, so uh, he had a pickup truck at the time and so his girlfriend, who's now his wife's office, used to just throw away the, the, the pallets in the back. You could just go get them. So we went one night to go get pallets. We filled up his truck and I paid for his gas. I basically paid for his whole tank of gas. You're talking about 60 bucks. And then... And then we got it back to my house, and it landed up being like five okay pallets in the end. So then, and then he asked me, he says, "Okay, so uh, I need you to build me a step stool, and we'll call it even for getting the pallets." And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, "Okay, yeah, whatever." And then by the time he left, I was thinking, "Wait a second, I just spent sixty bucks plus. I'm supposed to spend four to six hours building a step stool so that I could get five pallets, and I'm going to use up at least one of the pallets on this step stool." I was like, "Are you kidding me?" What was the point of this? I might as well just have stayed home. Yeah, those are lessons we learn. Those are yeah. lessons we learn. That's for sure. So, yeah. so let me do the math here. Sixty dollars, five pallets. That's four pallets. Gee, in the end. Oh, four. Because like I would have had to use one of them on the step stool. I think I might have been able to do the math for the five, but four is a little bit above my pay grade. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks a piece. Oh yeah. You, you can don't, buy you, them for ten at. <laughs> Companies <laughs> buy grade A like like Chep quality pallets yeah. for fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah. But you got you, to spend time with your brother. It was a family bonding experience. And yeah, you got to fill up his truck with gasoline. Yeah. Support OPEC, you know? Right. Yeah, those countries really need it. <laughs> Support OPEC. <laughs> so what about you, Mr. Sway? We haven't heard anything from you for an exit strategy. And no, I'm not talking about uh, ending this podcast. Yeah, I mean, like well, this episode. A stop button I can hit right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, I mean, I've done I've done all the things that have been discussed, you know, and, and feel good about some of them and bad about others. <laughs> you know, it's like the learning experiences again, and 
And um, one of, like, I, I just recently had one that uh, I was asked to do something for a family member, and I just literally completely forgot about it. So that was a pretty easy one to get out of yeah. because I just forgot. So now I feel, but I feel horrible. But uh, I, I was just, oh, well, I just forgot. Like, I, you know, I didn't write it down. Um, oh, you know, na- one of the things I do nowadays, like, I, I feel like I'm developing a sixth sense for whether a customer is is serious like if they seriously understand the financial requirements of getting something custom built like i feel like i can kind of tell mm-hmm. you know yeah. pretty early so um if you know and i'll just like if it's a job i don't want to do i just be like oh yeah great that'll be twelve thousand dollars you know i'll just like you know i'll just be like oh yeah i can do that that'll be about you know this much if if that interests you that's kind of my go-to now is i'll say i can do that it will be Anywhere between, you know, X and X dollars, X and Y dollars. Um, if that works with your budget, uh, then we'll work out the details. And, um, you know, usually that takes care of that. You know what I mean? Where someone's not yes. serious, not understanding. Sometimes Someone they'll never write back. Me. What's that? I, I, that's happened to me. Like, well, you know when, like, uh, like I don't know, the gardeners or the AC can repair guys are, are, like, super, super swamped, like the height of the season. And they're yeah. doing you a favor by coming out to give you a quote, and then they give you an FU quote, right? Which yeah. is basically, yeah. like, how much for this fence? He goes back to his car and he comes back, uh, for this one section of fence, $3,500. Like, yeah. yeah, you don't really it's want a, to Because it's, it's the job's not worth his time. He wants right. to build a fence that really is worth $3,500. It wraps right. around a two-acre property. He doesn't want right. to, you know. Well, even, even with your... Uh, even with your Etsy store, Phil, you've said that's what you do is you keep raising the price until – because you don't want to build whiskey boxes anymore. At one point you were saying, I'm kind of getting tired of this, so I'm just going to keep raising the price until the interest drops off. Um, but well, I've been, for, I've been building them for 500 bucks recently, so yeah, it's definitely so, worth it to do at that point. Right. Mm. So what about an ego exit strategy? Have you guys been in the middle of a project that has just failed? You're nowhere near completion – Hmm. It ain't gonna happen. It's you've tried everything you can to fix it, to redesign it, to do something, and finally you just have to. At some point, you have to go. You know what? I ain't gonna finish this project. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna be able to complete it badly. It's that bad. Not not lately, but <laughs> yes. yes, yes, absolutely. Especially like in my earlier, you know, starting out. Um, I actually right. was just. I tried to clean out my um, my uh, uh, drive, my Google Drive. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like almost full or whatever. And so I was like, I went back to like the very beginning of the photos that I have stored in there to just start deleting photos I don't need. Mm-hmm. And um, I was seeing like, I apparently I've been doing this stuff for 10 years now, like making it. Wow. So I thought it was, yeah, I, I didn't realize it was that long because I was doing it part time for, you know, many years. And so I was looking at a lot of these things. That I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then I was kind of remembering that period. And I was remembering all the just absolute failures, you know, and I was looking at a lot of the stuff that I made that I would consider a failure to my standards now and this and that. It was kind of interesting just, you know, deleting pictures of things like, oh, I don't need to save this crap anymore, you know? Like, this isn't going on the resume anytime soon. Um, yeah, and that because that's the way I learned was just by trying, you know? That's the way I'm still learning. And, uh, you know, I have that wall in my shop, my my insp- my wall of inspiration slash wall of failures, and I hang a lot of that stuff up, and I, and I mix the failures right in with the inspirations because they both kind of they kind of trigger, you know. You learn as much from one as you do the other. You learn, well, Often, you learn more. From oftentimes, the more, yeah, from the yeah. failures. And then the inspiration is like some of the successes. Like the, this is the first time I did this. Like this is the first cut on the CNC, or you know, this mm-hmm. is my first one of these. And then I have some things that other people have made, and and uh, yeah, because they're all they all kind of trigger the same 
things, you know? Hmm. I had, um, I guess probably my most spectacular failure was this, uh, this disc sander that I built. It was one of the, one of my first videos and, uh, and I made it out of an old blower motor. The motor wasn't the problem. The problem was that I made the disc and the flange out of melamine and, uh, and I just, I mean, eventually, not even eventually, fairly quickly, the whole thing just fell apart because chipboard is chipboard, right? So had I known that, I, pro- I should have made it out of plywood. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I learned from that. But that a video went out. It looked good on the video, but then it was not usable after that. Mm-hmm. And so you added a, a disclaimer to the video, correct? No, because I'd already uploaded it and everything. And then I started using it thinking it was fine. I was like, oh, wow, I got a disc. I, I this was is great. just teasing you. Oh. But, you know, you could, if anybody's still watching that video, you could post a... a ta- uh, you can change the description. Oh, By the way, yeah. don't use melamine. Use yeah. Even the first line of the description, you get it. Just be like, yeah, check uh, the views. this works Honestly. great if you use plywood. Don't use melamine like me. I'm an idiot. You're not. You know. Right. Yeah. I yeah. checked the you views. There's up. no danger of anyone <laughs> <laughs> accidentally watching that yeah, and getting inspired no. to do it. Yeah. Even the bots stopped watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a few of those. <laughs> but do you know that I still get comments on the pocket hole jig video? I would imagine. Oh, sure. St- sure. Like like every other day I'll get, and then people go at it between themselves. I'll get some people say nice things. I'll be like, you're still a shill. It's, I can't believe, like, the vi- how old is this video already? We've been talking about six, seven months. People still come a, back to it. It's I have nuts. a video. Um, I have videos that people watch, uh, but the one I have is the reupholstering a couch. That video is like I, I remember three years that old now. Yeah. Like yeah. at least three years old now. I still have people going, oh, my God, I can't believe you chose those fabrics. That looks horrible. You're a hack, you know? three years later they're still commenting like i care like i cared the first day you know what i mean but uh yeah but well, it's, had, it's fun you know you have those videos where like yeah so it was at the very the beginning just, of my career so i made the video yeah. i don't know four years ago and the guy's like hey man you really should use a push stick i'm like i made 30 videos since that i use a push stick come take a look see at the newer stuff man before you start like the video looks horrible like it looks like it's brand new yeah but people you know the internet's weird like that people they're just gonna see that's all they know about you is this three minutes of the, what they yeah. see. And so they, they, they feel like they can make all these assumptions about you and your work ethic. And, that's the and you just have to expect that and, and understand I wrote back. It. I said, you're absolutely right. I've learned a yeah. lot since that video. Feel free to check out the rest of my channel. And I had a nice little interaction with somebody. So you know, we don't, yeah, usually, do like we don't usually talk about the, the content creation part because that's not what we're about, not our podcast. But in this instance, that could be an exit strategy. Have you ever been in a comment conversation with somebody where it's not quite – where they're being trolls, but you need to somehow end that back and forth um, without, you know what I mean? Because I, for the the four people that watch my videos, I, I like to I like to keep the engagement going. So what? How can you? It's like okay, you really don't know what you're talking about, Nimrod, but you know, blah 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 blah. It's, is there an exit strategy? It's real easy. Don't write back. No, but he, wants, <laughs> he wants the engagement because it increases numbers and gets more viewership. Yeah, but if the if the engagement's going nowhere, then well, it's not that it's not going anywhere, but you don't want it to get to that point. You can kind of sense it's like, okay, this is on the verge of either getting ugly or the guy becoming trollish. You know, maybe they're trying to constructively criticize. <laughs> Here's what I do: I uh, go on to um, Facebook. I get a couple of boys like Wes Swain and Pat Lap to come in Ooh. to the conversation, and then just start trolling the troll, and that was fun. That's that one time that happened. And then you get multiple user interaction, and that looks even better for the algo. 
See, my my exit strategy is usually if it, if it gets that way. You, I've never had that bad of a comment except for somebody who doesn't make videos, right? So they only have a YouTube channel to, uh, to be able to comment. So my exit strategy is, you know what? I don't know if I agree with you completely, but I'm certainly interested. And let me check out your channel and I'm going to keep an eye. I can't wait for your next video. Something along those lines. And that usually kind of, they get quiet. You know, there, they're there criticizing. Is there is that, but I don't want, like... Just because you don't have a channel that creates content doesn't mean you don't know what you're talking about. This guy clearly didn't. Yeah. But but you don't. You're not an no. expert because you make videos, and you're not not an expert because you do make videos. You no, but I mean? it, but in in that case you were talking about, you were saying that the guy was looking at a at the quality of your video, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. He he. What I'm saying is that he looked Safe. at my video, saw the fact that I was unsafe, and then didn't bother to see if if I got any safer throughout my progression. Mm-hmm. Well, why would he? It's not his responsibility. It's his responsibility to just Agree make a knee-jerk reaction. Agree to disagree, Tim. It's his, it's his responsibility, responsibility to, to stay make a knee-jerk reaction on everything that <laughs> is Phil Pinsky. Uh, is there any way we can sort of wrap <laughs> this up and make our own exit strategy? Topic over. Right Let's now. move on. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. But, uh, yeah, just move on. iTunes review review. Whose turn is it? Uh, Bills, I think. Bills. Ooh. I see your. Oops. Here we go. Oh, you're ready. You iTunes look ready. Roulette. I'm ready. Let's figure out how to work my phone. Hold on here. Actually, one of the most recent ones that is a really good one at random. At random? One of the most recent ones? I have to first... Oh, crud. Let's see. Reclaimed. Sorry, we got all day. The only thing reclaimed or something? Audio podcast. Oh my goodness! Um, it, I am so sorry. I pro. I am so unprepared for this. Okay, this is, this is pro. Uh, we still have five star rating. That's great. Thank you, everybody. Four point eight. That is great. Um, okay, here we go. I'm going to pick the last review. The one, the first one that's right here. It's just what it's a, glad to see more woodworking. Oh, this is from two years ago. From making it fan. It's a five star review. Here we go. From making it fan. <laughs> that's the name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Uh, these these three really meshed well together, even though it was the first episode. Oh wow! Mm. Can't wait to see it grow and what other topics you dive into. Well, thank you, making it fan. Wow, because I really don't think we meshed very well at all on the first episode. But thank you. Yes, we did. I mean, it was a five well, star review, and, it, and it it a, a fan of making it gave us a five star review on our first. Who did we pay? I didn't pay oh. anybody, but I think no. your wife. Wrote a review. Is that is that her? Yeah, oh, yeah, I promise you, she podcast. wouldn't leave. She wouldn't leave a five star <laughs> review for sure. Actually, didn't you leave a review? Something about you yeah, being I handsome? did. I did. That might have been your account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this one's from Making It Fan. So if you're still listening, oh no way, no way. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long. We would time we ago. would love to hear from you, Making It Fan. Uh, thank you for our. Prove I don't know wrong. if it was our first review, but it was a review of our first episode, and that's awesome. So, um, I hope people keep it up. We like those reviews even today. Even if you want to say bad things about, like, I'll go ahead and throw Phil under the bus. You can say bad things about Phil. It's okay. You can you can say horrible things about all three of us as long as you leave five stars. That's that's what we ask. Oh yeah, yeah. that and is that. the rule. Yeah, and then and, and then you can. Go ahead. You can email me personally and say bad things about me if you become a Patreon supporter. And then abruptly well, quit. Yeah, I get. No, yeah. don't quit. No, you don't want. No, that's what? bad marketing, Mister Marketing Guy. I'm in sales. 
Well, you didn't sell much on that one. I'm saying, listen, you get to say something bad about Bill, and all you have to do is pay the one time. That sales. Short-term no, games. I would say you pay a little bit every single week to be able to talk as much smack as you want. I would just say it's 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 money well spent. That is right. That is terrific point. <laughs> right. Terrific point. Yeah. To ha- to right. just be able to like just on a week and another thing like every week, you know. Let right. me tell and you what sucks thing, about Bill, Bill this week. Yeah. I, I'm That's... I'm willing to take one for the Patreon team. All right. Okay. Great. What? How about Bill? While your while your your lips are moving, what do you uh what do you want to recommend? What's your what piqued your interest oh, this week? So what caught my attention? I'm kind, this is an honor for me. I know Tim, you've had a couple of these lately. Um, Mr. Gil Poznaski does a YouTube series called Makers Monday, and his very first one uh, was with The Godfather, Jimmy Doresta. Gil is from Australia, I believe. He was visiting Jimmy, and he did this very first episode. Um, 60-some-odd episodes later, the, the very latest one he did was with Scott Turner. So that's, wow, right? You got Jimmy Duresta, you got Scott Turner, and all these amazing people in between. I think he actually seriously ran out of anybody at all decent to do. So he asked me, and I, I did a, a Maker's Monday interview for Mr. Gil Poznaski. It should be posted next Monday, I believe. So check out his channel, and you will see. And basically, he asks, like, it's just five questions. It's a little. It's like a self-interview type thing. You read off the questions, you answer them, and it's just a little bit insight into uh, the maker in all of us. So anyway, thank you, Gil. I appreciate. I'm honored to have been um, thought of last. And uh, uh, let's check it out. Makers. Well, is he actually? He actually. He's just giving up on the whole series now. He's talked to you. He's like, okay. I'm basically. I th- I I want to look at it as like going out with a bang. But no, he's not yeah. giving up on the series. I am talking way too much smack myself right now. It's Rock just uh, bottom. I, yeah. I have, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maker's Monday with Gil Poznaski, and I'm I'm amongst the middle of what I'm sure is going to be a long, long series because there's so many amazing makers out there. Or when people stop watching, it'll just kill the series because of but. you. I That's might have killed happen, the series but. now just by mentioning it ahead of time. People will actually like unsubscribe from. Well, I do. Channel. I, I don't know Gil really, but I do have faith in him to be able to <laughs> survive this, <laughs> <laughs> to weather the storm. Yeah. Hey, but anyway, um, it would be it would be awesome if all six of our listeners would go subscribe to Gil's channel. He's a he's a smaller YouTube maker. Um, as far as his channel goes, and it's one thing we like to promote is little Can guys. Can I pay him to complain about you? As long as it goes through our Patreon account, yes. <laughs> Can I add money to that? <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. His his um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention. His um, he's got. I I don't. You guys would understand this. The website, the email, all of that is is is. His YouTube channel is Gil Poznaski. I'll leave a link to that. But everything else, he signs off as the kosher Tony Stark. I don't know why I find that awesome, but I do. I dig it. Right? Hmm. It's, like, I, it's like Tony Stark eat a lot of bacon? I don't, I don't get it. Or, isn't or, Tony Stark Iron Man? Like the, the guy that yeah. is a maker from, like the maker of all time is Tony yeah. Stark, right? Yeah. yeah. So the kosher Tony Stark. I don't know what it means. I just think it's awesome. My guess is just a Jewish guy who kind of looks like Tony Stark. And well, he's super cool, handsome. Cool I can tell you that right now. So Go check out his channel. You'll see how handsome I'll Gil take a look, is. See. I'll take a look-see. Okay. Right. That's it. I want to go next because uh, you were in Australia. 
Yes. I want to I want to stay in Australia because Scott um, Turner. No. Oh. They have the, other people there? A, there's more than Gil and Scott, more than them that live in Australia. Apparently hmm. there's a couple others. Oh yeah, Dan. Um, you talk now, Tim. Oh. Vegan demo. Um, so, um, Jason Payne, who gets his name mentioned on our podcast weekly for helping me with my website, sent me a message the other day. He's like, hey, check out this podcast. I think you'll really dig it. It's uh, Henry Rollins, and he's interviewing people. It's called uh, Tough Conversations with Henry Rollins. He's talking cool. about the definitions of toughness. I love Henry Rollins. Yeah. yeah. And so I listened to the first two, and then I, Jason's like, what do you think? I was like, oh, that's okay. Um, and then I listened to the rest of them. There's only like six of them. And they're all like 20 minutes long, and he's in Australia talking to different people. And then I listened to the rest of them. And so I partly wanted to tell other people to listen to it, but I also wanted to just publicly say, Jason, you were right. It's freaking awesome. It's an awesome podcast, and I hope he does more. Uh, I was a little turned off by his sponsor at first and stuff, but um, but he did a great. he's a great interviewer, and, and he just talked to these different people all around Australia because I guess he just wanted to go to Australia for a while about th- what they think being tough is, and he kind of tells her back. So it was really, really good to listen to, and they're all short, um, like 20 minutes long, so perfect for short commutes. You I know. just subbed. Good, cool. cool. Um, so hopefully if enough people subscribe to that or whatever, you know, or maybe leave reviews for Henry Rollins, he'll get financing to do another batch of them because that was a few months ago he did these. For Mercedes. So, yep. Uh, that was mine. And now it's your turn, Phil. Mine, what grabbed my attention the week, obviously I was, uh, you know, a little under the weather this week. Air ah, 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 ah. There you go. So... Uh, the thing that grabbed my attention this week was like internet forums. And I know how a lot of the time we sort of complain that the internet is permanent, right? That like whatever you say is forever. The inter- they say the internet is written in pen, not pencil. And for me, that was a huge advantage this week because when you look at forum posts, people post questions like in 2009, in 2010, hey, my furnace is broken. What do I do? What does four blinking red lights mean? This, that, and the other. It's not like people post this stuff like every day. It's not that common of a problem. So thank God that the internet is archived that way and that you can go back 9, 10, 11, 12 years in posts and see answers that people have written and you can see sort of like the train of, of action that it happened, you know, from one sort of comment to the next. So internet forums and the permanency of online conversations is what caught my attention this week. A few months ago, I went through that with a dishwasher and I was trying to figure out you know, and again, you know, the dishwasher is 12 years old. So right. Sure, sure enough, most of them died seven years ago, you know, but yeah. mine just died recently. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to save it, but it's the same thing. You know, I was right. like, I was trying to like, well, how did you reset it? This code, that code it's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, internet forums are, are probably the oldest part of the internet. I think is mm. Usenet, Usenet or Usenet. For, maybe Well, email. there's the forums email that came after Usenet, but they work in the same way. Like those... Oh, like uh, BB, like, like bulletins, yeah. Bulletin yeah, boards, yeah. PhD, yeah. yeah. Well, that that's mm-hmm. pre-internet. Bulletin boards is the BBSs. That's before. Anyways, long story short, great stuff. Thank you, internet. Weird, wild so, stuff. Weird, wild. Google stuff. caught your attention. That's awesome. Not Google forums. Um, is that everything that we? Yeah. Okay. Our channels, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out williamlutz.com. Thank you to uh, Justin Sparks for that. Timsway.net. Did I say that wrong? Timsway.net. I want to make sure everyone gets that. Thank you to Jason Payne. Newperspectivesmusic.com. I feel like you're putting out a bunch of videos on there. Did you do that? Yeah. Oh, I started the YouTube channel that goes with that. That's yeah. and 
I think I I think I still have to go in and update. But so basically, what I want to do is for every guitar that's listed, I want to have an audio video where you can actually hear that particular guitar because they're all different. And I've been trying to do a lot of those, and I've been trying to get my interview series going. I have um, hopefully going to do my next installment within the next few weeks. Well, let um, me know. I'll have to check that out. That's that's slow going, but I'm trying to build that channel up. <laughs> please, please, please email me when that is uh, been uploaded. Mm-hmm. And I'll can you can you send me a letter when that's done yeah, on I a will, BBS? I'll check that out in my AOL. Um, I, I actually got somebody that liked a comment that I left on one of your new perspectives videos. I forgot what yeah, it, it was, was, but I just it was Aw. me. Oh, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you think it was? No, somebody else said liked a comment and actually uh, <laughs> made a comment about my comment on your video. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was yes, you, you always like my comments on your videos. Thank you. Yeah. That makes me feel I special. I do. I like I like every comment. Even the negative ones I usually like. I, I give them a thumbs up. Sometimes I give them a thumbs down. But The most okay, negative so ones much, I pin to the top. So much for me feeling I've special. I've done that a few times. But you, lately, I just delete them. With their, if, they're like, if they're negative but they're insightful or like negative be, um, because they just disagree with the technique. But if they're just like that, like you look like a jerk kind of a thing, I just delete them now. Like, I don't want that in my Such a subjective world. thing. What does a jerk yeah, look like? If, you know, yeah, exactly. If it's like just like like just swearing or vulgarity, I just delete it. But if it's like like someone saying you shouldn't make it this way, you're wrong. I'll, I'll leave those. You know, that is totally the name of a band: swearing vulgarity. What other kind of vulgarity Probably. is there? I guess. Well, wouldn't swearing vulgarity be like with a passion, like being vulgar no. with a passion? No, no, it's just no. It's swearing, swearing, swearing. Really yeah, swearing, swearing. Well, swearing is not always vulgar. Like you swear, you well, swearing can swear could be a verb, and then right. vulgarity it could be an could be action. A noun. That's a homonym. So it means two things said the yep. same way. Swearing, in the vernacular used there, does mean something vulgar. Since we have a squayer, could we have a swayer? <laughs> <laughs> that is Contact a square with a speech impediment. <laughs> go, you go, can go, hit go, us up. On email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter for all those show topics and comments and feedback and all that great stuff. On iTunes, leave us them reviews, and one day it could take four minutes for Bill to read out yours. Patreon.com <laughs> slash reclaimedaudio. The absolute best way to help these dudes stay on the air. So, thanks everybody. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great week. Be good. Or don't. Don't. (laughs) There it is.